Thank you for downloading this month's podcast of BJOG Editor's Choice with Deputy Editor-in-Chief Michael Marsh. It is well established that urinary incontinence is common after childbirth, becomes less common as time passes in the months immediately following birth, and that trauma associated with the vaginal delivery is the principal risk factor. However, little is known about the factors that predict remission with time, and understanding these factors is important to focus treatment on women who are at high risk of long-term urinary incontinence. I'm therefore pleased that we have two papers in this issue on the treatment of urinary incontinence following childbirth. The first highlights the factors responsible for remission of urinary incontinence at two years postpartum using data from the French Eden Mother-Child Cohort Study Group. Approximately 50% of women had remission of symptoms between 4 and 24 months, and the remission rate was higher in women with caesarean deliveries. The onset of new urinary incontinence at 24 months was more frequent in women who had become pregnant again after the index birth. Another study in this issue from Australia confirms the well-established association between mode of delivery and urinary incontinence at four years postpartum, but the novel finding of this study is that incontinence before or during pregnancy are important predictors of postpartum incontinence at four years. It seems pelvic floor exercises initiated soon after delivery from other studies do not reduce incontinence at six months. And evidence also suggests that attempts to treat postnatal incontinence by various methods are unsuccessful in the long term. Therefore, a possible solution would be to focus treatment on those women who are destined to have urinary incontinence in the long term. These two papers, published in this issue, provide guidance about who these women are. Although an elderly woman with urinary incontinence may fracture her hip when she is rushing to the lavatory, this condition is not an important cause of severe morbidity or mortality. Unfortunately, this lack of very serious health effects may lead to reluctance to manage this condition in primary care. Can or should an appeal to utilitarianism change this behaviour? In this issue, we publish the results of a cost-effectiveness and cost-utility analysis of actively encouraging older community-dwelling women with urinary incontinence to be diagnosed and treated. The authors conclude that improvements in severity of incontinence in these women can be achieved against reasonable costs, with an improvement of symptom-specific quality-adjusted life years. An accompanying mini-commentary acknowledges that this paper is, quote, an outstanding example of cost-effective analysis performed in parallel with a clinical trial using state-of-the-art methods, but calls into question the commonly used Dutch quality-sealing ratio of €20,000 used in this analysis, and indeed questions the £30,000 threshold used by NICE. Clearly, the findings of any cost-effective analysis rests on willingness to pay thresholds that are not set in stone. In other areas of the journal, we present studies on such diverse and interesting topics as the risk of ureteric injury with hysterectomy of different types and for different indications, and the effect of dihydroepiandosterone on ovarian response to ovarian stimulation in women with low functional ovarian reserve prior to IVF. We have two secondary analyses from the Control of Hypertension in Pregnancy study examining the effects of libitol and lefedipine. We also have a paper discussing the management of molar pregnancy and another analysing the safety of trial of labour at home after previous caesarean section. With two debates on the controversial subjects of VBAC at home 
and laparoscopic hysterectomy included in this issue, there is plenty to interest the reader. Thank you for listening to this month's BJOG Editor's Choice. We have been reporting the best research in women's health since 1902. We are keen to hear your views. Tweet us at BJOG Tweets. You can find more podcasts at www.bjog.org.